<laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to condense like yeah. self-care in the United States. I know. It's kind of like a huge condition that I just put on you. Hi, Francis. Hi. It's nice to meet you virtually over Zoom. <laughs> it's nice to meet you too. Are you at home right now? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm in Texas. Okay. Oh, Texas. Very nice. Have you lived there for your whole life? Um, I was actually born in Lagos, Nigeria. Oh, wow. But we moved here when I was, like, six, and we've been, like, here ever since, I guess. Got you. Do you remember much from, like, when you moved or before when you were in Nigeria? I remember, like, little bits, random moments and things. Yeah. Little details about our house, just stuff like that. Yeah, I got you. That totally makes sense. Do you have any siblings that also moved with you or just you? Uh, yeah. Um, I have three siblings. Oh, They're- cool. Yeah, they're all older than me. We moved here with, like, both of our parents, so it's just, like, our big family all together. Wow. Are they, like, brothers and sisters, or? Yeah. Um, my oldest sibling's um, my brother, and then I have two sisters, and then it's me. Oh, wow. So, okay, so you're in Texas, and you said you were super busy this summer. What were you up to? I was actually participating in this program called the Broad Summer Research Program. It's typically this research program for underrepresented people looking to pursue graduate education, so um, PhDs or MD-PhDs. What you usually do is like work at the Broad doing research alongside practicing researchers, but like obviously we couldn't do that. Right. Uh-huh. So um, we like, spent a lot of time just learning how to do computational biology in R and forming this like capstone research project. It was really cool. That's so cool. So you are you pre-med or what do you study at Brown? I study biomedical engineering, but I'm also like, um, <laughs> by the way, I'm playing me. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm also... <laughs> That's amazing. Um, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a really hard program to get into. So did you have to like apply for the program or how did you first hear about it or first have interest in it? Oh, the Broad, it was one of those really random emails. Um, I was just on a listserv or something and I just thought it seemed really interesting. And uh, so I looked more into the Broad and their approach to research. And I just thought it was like, it was really cool because they have more of a like collaborative approach to research, and it I think it sort of reflects a lot of Brown's values, where you know you're not really limited by this is your field and you stick with it, but um, you're like encouraged to go ask questions, like talk to people in you know fields that seem really really different than yours, but you know, can be intertwined to form something new so yeah I just thought that was like really cool so I applied to the program and I got in and the summer was just like really amazing really eye-opening that's great which specific field did you work in and like what were some of the things that you got to see or learn that you kind of didn't really expect I think the most interesting thing about the summer was definitely like the computational genomics portion because like it's something I never really considered doing. Like I was never really big on CS. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's actually, understandable. <laughs> it's like the part of our engineering classes that I like was never really interested in as much yeah. as like other things. But I think showing how um, CS can be combined with biology to really answer some questions with large data sets that we thought like previously weren't really that important 
Mm-hmm. I just thought that like that was amazing because yeah. it was just something I never really considered doing. And I also never really thought it could be applicable to research fields that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm really finding out that it is. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like big data is like a huge thing and especially with computational biology and I like obviously don't have as much knowledge as you do. But the one thing that I was really interested in as like a crossover between CS and bio was CRISPR and like gene editing through that. Is that like sort of what you guys did or was it like one part of it? Yeah, one of the data sets we looked at were RNA-seq data on specific cell lines that have certain genes knocked out and like how that influences the expression of like other genes Mm -hmm. so um yeah like CRISPR data like it does really have a huge effect on this field also just looking at cancer data Mm. we were specifically looking at the cancer cell line encyclopedia which was just this really cool way of quantifying the gene expression of different cancer cell lines so you can see a lot of different trends Um, that sort of go with cancer lineages and things like that and even like mutation types it was so cool that's so interesting wow it seems like like you said you got a pretty interdisciplinary experience and got to be exposed to a lot of different fields that maybe you weren't interested in beforehand or like didn't really know as much about and have a newfound type of interest for it which is really awesome and you mentioned that after this program you have realized that maybe you can apply CS or some sort of big data application to the field that you were originally interested in. So I wanted to ask what that original field was and sort of what the takeaways are from this program and what you want to work on or what you want to do moving forward into the future if that has changed from beforehand. That's a good question. Um, (laughs) So right now, um, I'm really interested in pursuing research in like the field of regenerative medicine, specifically mm. tissue engineering and stem cell engineering. And that really doesn't have a lot to do with what I did this summer on, <laughs> you know, the surface level. But it did introduce me to like some really cool databases involving epigenetics, involving like transcription factors and stuff like that, which mm. are really crucial when you're working with things like stem cells. But also just generally, it sort of changed my perception of what research can be mm. and how research can be conducted in the future. You know, you don't really necessarily have to be in a lab performing the experiments. You mm. can just like gather lots of data and then like ask questions and see if you can possibly use the data to answer. Mm. So yeah, I think like that was probably the most important thing about this experience. Hmm, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So beforehand, were you more interested in like the lab part of the things and now you're maybe wanting to explore more of the just like data analysis part of it? Yeah, um, actually, I was going to use this summer to because I've done like a lot of more mechanical stuff in the past because the way Brown's biomedical engineering pathway is designed, you mm-hmm. kind of do a lot of interdisciplinary engineering in the beginning. So you learn gotcha. a lot of things involved with mechanical and electrical engineering before you can move on to taking classes focused in biomedical engineering. I found the information really valuable, but I was always just sort of looking into the future, like, oh, how can I apply this to biology? Like, when will I start using biology? But this made me take a step back Mm-hmm. and think that like maybe I don't really need to specifically be in a laboratory setting where mm-hmm. I'm working with cells to really be doing biology 
you know that definitely makes sense but yeah so like beforehand you were kind of always like oh my god like when am I going to get to the bio part you know (laughs) so now this experience really allowed you to see that there's a lot of different ways basically to get involved in research it makes a lot of sense because I feel like whenever people first think about research especially bio research or any like scientific research they always picture like lab coats and like people pouring things and I don't even know what they're called but (laughs) the little things yeah so that makes sense but kind of backtracking a little bit it's really interesting and also specific about how you're into tissue and cell regeneration how did you become interested in that or like find out that you wanted to pursue that field? I've been basically bouncing around since elementary school. Uh Um, In elementary school, like, I was immediately drawn to biology. Like, I was always just interested in how we can learn more about biology Mm -hmm. to, you know, help people and the planet. After taking a physics class and just becoming more knowledgeable in, like, the mechanics of the world, Mm -hmm. that, like, pushed me sort of towards engineering and that's how I gathered the idea of like pursuing biomedical engineering. Actually after taking this specific class, biotechnology and medicine, Mm -hmm. it's in the biology department I believe, and there's like a component on regenerative medicine and how far we've come and you know what we can possibly do with it in the future. I just like thought that was amazing. Like I I just thought Mm -hmm. it was like so cool. So I just started looking deeper into it and I realized that that was probably the field that I wanted to pursue. Because before that, I knew I wanted to do biomedical engineering, but it's like such a widely varying field. Yeah, I feel like you're pretty lucky in that sense that you kind of know which direction you want to go into at this age. Because I feel like so many of us are like scrambling, we're like, I don't know what to do with my life. (laughs) So that's really inspiring that you know that you're like on the path, which is really cool. But so you mentioned that your passion for biology came from when you were young and you just liked biology courses, but was there any particular reason like why you were interested in medicine or going into the medical field specifically, or was it just kind of a general interest? That actually ties back to a lot of things about my life. Um, so mm-hmm. I like mentioned that I grew up in Nigeria. I actually like, grew up with my sister who mm. um, has sickle cell um, disease and also like some intellectual disabilities. So like growing up was like a little different for us, um, especially moving here because she wasn't really diagnosed or you know treated until we got here, which like really opened my eyes into like health disparities across the world and how you know where you live can have such a like widely varying impact on like how you live in like even if you live and also like my grandmother suffers from arthritis and diabetes and she actually moved in with us when I was in about high school just Mm. so she could get treated for those Mm -hmm. diseases because she couldn't get like the same level of treatment in Nigeria as she could here so that sort of stuff growing up taking care of my sister and my grandmother directed me to using knowledge I learned in school and learning more about biology in order to pursue medicine and medical research, stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. It was just kind of close to home. Wow. That's a very compelling reason, a very compelling story. Appreciate you sharing that. I feel like that's a really honorable thing to do that you want to pursue that stemming from your family experiences and things like that. So that's, yeah, that's really amazing. And so with that, 
And what you've learned all throughout school and Brown and this program, what is the overall or like future kind of goal that you're trying to work towards? What's the dream in the sense? Even if that's not 100% worked out, that's totally fair by all means. But is there somewhere you want to get to or somewhere you want to be? Yeah, (laughs) it's so weird because like I honestly to this day I'm not really sure how to get here. I've spent a lot of time thinking about like ways that we can make future biotechnological advances mm-hmm. more equitable going back to health disparities across the world ways that we can not just help people in america or in like well-developed countries but help people in countries where like they don't have access to like all of the opportunities that we do so i'm focused on of course discovering new things but also just making sure that it's geared towards accessibility and just generally helping people rather than just producing something that only people of certain socioeconomic status can acquire right yeah that's really huge i feel like just that like consciousness of the work that you're doing the research and whatever you're discovering how that's being delivered or like distributed and things like that and what are the biggest obstacles or changes that need to be made in order for whatever is produced from biotechnology research being distributed properly in the most equitable way (laughs) it's sort of hard to do this but um like it's just mostly has to do with cost let's just talk about like drugs and medicine yeah they cost a lot to be developed and on top of that a lot of companies like want to see a profit they of course make like drugs a specific cost but you know Mm. not everyone is going to be able to afford that and Mm. you can't so you can't really reach everyone so i guess like cost is a major factor but it's not really (laughs) it's something that's really hard to think about changing and affecting which is like why I'm still really unsure about how (laughs) we can get there. I think it's a huge it's a world problem. (laughs) (laughs) So are you going back to Brown in the fall or staying in Texas? I'm most likely staying in Texas. Yeah got you that's fair. Is your whole family or how old are your older siblings? Are they already often adults? Yeah they're like adult they're grown grown yeah. Got you they're grown grown. Are they in the U.S.? Yeah my brother is actually currently like works in the army. He's like in Seattle. Mm -hmm. My sister is in Houston she's like pursuing pharmacy Mm. and my other sister is at home with me. Oh very nice. So you had a pretty big family. Did you like having a lot of siblings around? Yeah, it was really weird to grow up in like such a big family. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're never really alone because there was always just someone there, which is a plus sometimes, but you know, it it, it can get to be a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like leave me alone. (laughs) It did really offer a lot of time to learn more about different experiences. All of my siblings are very, very different. I can't really say that any one of us are identical in any way. Growing up was just a great learning experience and collaborating with others and stuff like that. That makes a lot of sense. In terms of like the different personalities, where do you think you fit in your family? Or like, what are your like unique things in (laughs) in relation to your siblings? Well, my brother, growing up, my brother would always just call me a nerd. Um, so like I guess I was just like the personification of the bookworm of us I guess I always had a passion for learning new Mm. things um I was the kid that was always reading and yeah I mean hey it paid off look where you are now (laughs) 
Yeah, I guess so. What are some of the things that you were involved in at Brown outside of academics? I was mostly involved in a lot of community service groups and like mm. identity groups. Spent a lot of time with NSBE, which is the National Society of Black Engineers, like Society of Women Engineering. We do a lot of outreach events through that. I'm a BEAM co-teacher, so like, ah. I, yeah, teach kids in one elementary school in particular <laughs> in Providence. I was like a STEM tutor. Yeah, education is like one of those things that I'm super pro. Especially like youth education. I love that. I totally agree just to get them started off on the right foot and have what you had basically just a really big passion for learning because I think that that would carry a long way as they like grow up. And I know you were saying about how as you were going through these experiences and even after medical school, want to keep in mind the disparities in healthcare globally and how you can try and make things more equitable. What is that gonna look like? Because I'm assuming that after you go to medical school, like you'll do your residency and things like that and practice in a hospital. Or are you more looking to focus on research? Actually, right now I'm considering um, pursuing an MD PhD, which would also like allow me to um, get a PhD in oh, wow. biomedical engineering along with my MD. So, um, so like I would possibly have more of a research focused career it's something i'm like just considering yeah <laughs> i've also considered in the past joining doctors without borders and that was like one of the big things that made me want to become a doctor just like mm-hmm. knowing that an organization like that exists honestly same i remember being <laughs> super little i was like oh my god that's so cool like doctors without borders i want to be a doctor but yours obviously lasted way longer than my <laughs> Yeah, I just think stuff like that's really cool. As of right now, I'm still not 100% sure what the future holds for me. I just feel like even if I do just get an MD, I will probably like to do a little bit of research on the side. But yeah, I just just know like for sure I'm doing MD just because I like interacting with people Mm -hmm. and I like the idea of getting to know your patients on a really personal level. Yeah. So. Wow. That's incredible. You don't do an MD PhD. That's so much, but like that's so cool. I feel like you could definitely do it. You're already achieving on so many levels. So just aim higher and higher. I love it. <laughs> so you said that you really like interacting with patients and stuff. Would that be more of a pediatrician type of thing? Yeah, actually pediatrics was like one of my first interests when I was like considering a medical career if I pursue a career as a doctor that's like less research focused I would yeah. probably want to go into like family medicine or pediatrics because I feel like it's such an underserved area of medicine and I just feel like that it also gives you the opportunity to get a lot closer with your patients than you know a lot of other fields will what do you mean by it's an underserved area well, because I'm like, oh, I'm like yeah. trying to c- condense like yeah. healthcare in the United States. I know. It's <laughs> like a huge question that I just put on you. <laughs> but like, um, it's just that because it's something that everyone kind of needs like a family doctor. Right. But, but they're sort of like not really paid as well as, you know, specialists. So they have a lot more patients and, you know, you have to see more people, but, you know, they're also not quite paid as much. So it's the field that not a lot of people really want to get into. And it also results in people sort of spending a lot less time with their patients. And Mm. so they don't really get to really know them. And it might 
cause them to overlook certain things. Um, I just feel like, yeah, there are like a lot of issues. Yeah. I mean, with more and more patients per pediatrician, they kind of have to partition their time, right? And their like attention. So there's got to be some symptoms or some things that like fall through the cracks as a result of that. So that definitely makes a lot of sense. But I feel like that's where big data could also come into play too, to like aid doctors. But I guess that's a whole nother issue. That's a whole nother topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we come full circle. Yeah, um, that's something we discussed uh, in our like computational genomics classes, like a potential mm-hmm. application of big data. Just understanding how certain trends can like result in specific diseases and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, for sure. That's so cool. Okay, so my second last question that I always ask on the podcast is: Is there any weird or unusual fact about yourself or special talent? that you have that you could share with everyone? It could be really anything. It's like not serious at all. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I actually just spent some time talking to my friend about how boring I think I am. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like I try out a lot of hobbies, but nothing really sticks. Oh, but something that I did do recently that was pretty strange um, Mm -hmm. that I honestly like can't really explain. I was trying to learn to play songs on piano with my toes. Um, What? (laughs) Yeah, it's like a long story. I honestly can't even remember how I got there. Um, (laughs) I was like talking about how I wanted to, with all the time I had to spare because of quarantine, like I wanted to revisit my old hobbies, but Uh um, my hands weren't working. I don't know. I think my friend made a joke like, why don't you use your toes? And uh, Oh my God, that's hilarious. Because I, yeah, I play piano too. I was actually literally just playing this morning. So I like cannot imagine trying to play with your toes. Did you used to play when you were younger? I never really had like piano lessons. I did like sort of try to teach myself for a while. But like I said, I'm really bad at sticking to hobbies. So I kind of didn't do it for a long time. But last semester, I took an intro music class where there was a piano component. So like, I'm kind of back in the groove. But Nice. I love it. What kind of music do you like to play? Just like anything, really. I've just been playing classical because I have access to some classical sheet music Mm. but I really want to like start learning a lot of songs I was playing Rihanna the other day not well not well at all (laughs) I was trying (laughs) you're trying that's what counts (laughs) that would be so cool if you can play Rihanna on the piano with your toes too (laughs) was that to any degree successful with your toes um happy birthday sounded amazing (laughs) I mean I can't exactly play chords but um, some specific songs do sound great I have to say (laughs) honestly that's pretty impressive that you can play happy birthday that's a good party trick honestly it's somebody's birthday and you just whip out your feet and you're like here let me show you And then one of my last questions is, I always ask, who are two people from Brown, either who go to Brown now or graduated, who you admire and you think have pursued really cool interests or have really cool things going on, who you think would be good on the show? I think Jasmine Gibson Hmm. is someone I really admire. She's really amazing. She's been a really big help with um, FIRM, which is this PLEMI committee that's the first generation underrepresented minorities in medicine community. And she's a really great person to talk to about finding opportunities. Like she's just 
great at like everything I, I i just think it's amazing that she can do so much um yeah that's so cool and a second person <laughs> i just want you to remember um like this is just me like trying to filter out people in my mind because <laughs> i meet so many amazing people at brown that's definitely very true there's i feel like everyone at brown is just amazing in their unique ways so if you need like as many people as possible you just want to ramble and list them off i love that too okay um oof. kimberly collins mm, what is she involved in um she's involved with a lot of like activism on and off campus i don't really know her personally but rainbow chen was a really great help like when people were moving off campus in the spring i know she was like offering people free rides to the airport and stuff like that i just admired her a lot for that this was a really weird list but <laughs> yeah no i love it it's a good name what is it? her name's rainbow chen mm-hmm. oh that's such a cool name okay cool thank you so much for the recommendations i'll definitely look into them but yeah, once again, thank you so much, Francis, for taking the time to chat with me. Your story is extremely inspiring, and I already feel like you have already done so many amazing things, and you just keep kind of like pushing yourself, which is amazing. And so I can't wait to see what you do in the future with your Plimmy program, but also afterwards and the research that you probably do and the consciousness that you have about health equity and disparities around the world is really important. So definitely appreciate the time and really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, I really enjoyed chatting with you too. Thanks for doing this and I'll keep an eye out for future episodes. Amazing. Have a good day, Francis. You too.